Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is a very special episode <laughs> because it's episode number 50. Mm. That's right. Episode number 50. With Alexander Holland and John Maloney. It's the Don't Praise the Machine 50 episode special. <laughs> what do you think of that? Beautiful. That's the Don't Praise the Machine 50th episode special. Yeah. Now, today's 50th episode of Don't Praise the Machine is going to be a bit special, and we're going to look back at some of the greatest moments, have some great nostalgic memories of the last 50 episodes, and just chat it out. And I know that a lot of our listeners will also want to be hearing about my marathon, which we will talk about on next week's episode. I'll give you the full update. I've just returned from the Canary Islands. Mm. Who could have dreamed when you called me up? Well, I remember you called me up yeah. one morning in probably February 2021. Yeah. You were distraught and you said, my <laughs> life's fallen to pieces. I don't know what to do. Everything's <laughs> fucked. You said, Al, everything's f- I was, I was like, I was like, it's quite late here. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a, help me. I've got a girl over. Everything's this fucked. This is not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you said, everything's fucked. What can I do? And I said, mate, when people give me this cold, <laughs> there's only one bit of advice I give them. You gotta start a podcast. <laughs> you got. And you said that's all well and good for everybody else <laughs> who's got somebody to do one with. I don't have anyone to do one with. <laughs> and I went, oh no, I'm your oldest and dearest friend. It's gonna have <laughs> to be me. Self-serving narrative in many respects. <laughs> um, we yeah, did it. we made it to and now, 50 episodes. Now you've episodes. got. You've got about half a dozen pity podcasts that you're running in tandem <laughs> with different l- losers that you went to high school with. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my 12. people. My, my, a lot of people outside of the Don't Praise the Machine, a lot of people within the Don't Praise the Machine silo. Yeah. Wouldn't know that outside of the Don't Praise the Machine silo, I support 12 other men that I went to high school with, with podcasts. The podcast disciples. That I went to high school with whose lives have also fallen apart over the years. <laughs> and we have, we're rebuilding them Thank you. through the medium of podcasts. It's a sort of virtual men's shed idea. Exactly. <laughs> 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 and then John's part of a, we get together once a week on Zoom and we share feelings. <laughs> John's always, John's always very vocal in those meetings. Yeah. And we appreciate we appreciate that. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's me, John. Yeah. I treat it like a, very much like a AA-style affair. 50 episodes. 50 apps, yeah. Yeah, 50 apps. I can't believe it. I mean, I was, it's funny because I was revisiting some of the now vast catalogue of episodes and two things occurred to me. One was that, you can now probably complete any 
uh, commercially available trip uh, around the world. Right. Uh, I think this is probably right. You could do, you know, you could do like sort of Melbourne to New York, for example. <clears throat> you know, I don't know. I don't know about your stop off stopovers. That's your problem. But I'm not a travel agent. But in terms of flight, in terms of flight time, you could pop on DPTM as soon as you hit, as soon as you leave the tarmac, and put it on pause when you get into Abu Dhabi. You know, you have your stopover, you get back on, you do the big leg from Abu Dhabi to LA, or and then LA to New York. The whole way, just just playing. Don't praise the machine, uh, and not sleeping, and not sleeping because <laughs> you won't. You'll be you'll be too busy having kind of epiphanies and laughing your ass off to be sleeping. So, yeah, that's um, that's quite a feat. I remember when we got to the point where people were telling us, oh, I drove from here to here and I listened to your podcast. And when we got to like episode 10 or episode 20, we were like, wow, this is, you know, this is quite a feat. And now here we are, episode yeah. a 50. And now we've... We've now we get emails that say, "Oh, I drove from Darwin mm. to LA, and <laughs> I listened to a podcast in my, a whole way, in, and it sounded real good in my aqua car." Yeah, or you know, I got a um, a short sentence for shoplifting, and I listened to an episode of your podcast every day, <laughs> and it, it lasted me through my whole sentence. <laughs> got a real special 50th episode mm. and if you'd like I've just got a small segment that I'd like to start off with sure because I reached out to the DPTM community mm. on all of our social media platforms mm-hmm. and I said guys episode 50 is coming up mm. do you have any questions that you is burning <laughs> In your mind, because you wonder, you wonder. Oh no, no, no! I want to know so much. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes! I want to know so much about the show that I don't know. I want to see behind the curtain. Mm. I want to see how the sausage is made. Mm. So I've just received a bunch of questions here from the community, oh. and I thought I'd put them to both of us. Fantastic idea. Okay, the first one is from is from. Some a, a listener who's written in one of the hundreds of thousands of listeners. Mm-hmm. This is from a listener called Twark. Oh yeah, and Twark's written <laughs> the show that you done that I liked the mu- the the show that you done that I liked the muchest was the show when you said about the rap songs in the movies that Will Smith made. Did you like making this show? Yes or no? Um. Yes. That's a yes or no question. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Twark, for that question. That was a good one. Okay. <laughs> the next one. The next one here is from Madame Barshlevik. This one's to you as well, John. Oh, yeah. She says, hey, boys, I love your show. I'm a wealthy old woman, <laughs> but all of my husbands are died now. Oh. They are gone. What I like the most about the show is the sound of John. John. 
Do you have a girlfriend? Because I want to take you as my final husband and give you the luxury life you deserve. I live in a big castle in Eastern Europe and you can come and live here with me. That's from Madame Mm. Barshlevic. Sincerely, Madame Barshlevic. So that was to you. Did she uh, attach a photo or just, just the email? That's just the email. that's just the email. She drew a picture of herself, but it's um fairly rudimentary. <laughs> it's not, you can't you can't really discern much from it. It doesn't have um. It's like one of those children's drawings where there's no body. It's just a head with arms and legs coming out of it, <laughs> and it says Madame Barshlevic, and then there's an arrow pointing at the potato head creature. Yeah. Um, my she's done a potato head next to it, and she's written John, and the two potatoes are holding hands. <laughs> So I guess the question there is, John, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, uh, and well, yeah, and because uh, she wants to take you mm, to Eastern Europe. Gee, I mean, I do, Madame Barshlevic. I do, but this is one of those things where you think, you know, I was basically single for years. Why didn't this happen? Yeah. Uh, why didn't a Madame Barshlevic appear at the right time? But it's a sliding <laughs> doors moment, isn't it? Um, and so, so I'll have to be. I do have. I do have a, she's obviously been listening selectively, I guess, because she's got a bit of an agenda. Uh, I do, I do fairly frequently mention my girlfriend on the show. Uh, But look, I'll put it to her. Maybe she would say, maybe if I explain the circumstances, Jacinta would agree that uh, we could just be friends and, um, and I could go and visit Madame Barshlevic and just, yeah, you know, be her, be her companion without necessarily yeah. overstepping a line. Thank. We want to say thanks for your email, Madame Barshlevic, and John will come and visit you in a platonic in Transylvania. Manner. In Transylvania, <laughs> we have another one here. This one is uh, is addressed to John. Mm-hmm. This is from a listener <laughs> not called a of, Fusty. Not a lot of curiosity <laughs> about, about you. I'm sorry to I'm sorry that that's this the case. One, I guess I'm more I'm more enigmatic. Yeah, this exactly. <laughs> this one is from book. a listener called Fusty Tuffins. <clears throat> and Fusty Tuffins <laughs> has written <laughs> Fusty Tuffins has written a question. If you could have dinner with any person in history, dead or alive, what type of restaurant would you go to? <laughs> um, probably Italian, just Italian, you okay, know, because the leaves keep, keeps my options open. Most people like a bit of spag bowl. Um, thank you, Fusty. That was a John would choose an Italian. Restaurant. <laughs> Zooming through. Um, uh, we got Peter from Davern Park. This one's addressed to John. Yeah, John. Oh yeah. Um, this now we've established <clears throat> that you're in a relationship. What celebrity is your free pass? You know? Oh, so that's that means for anyone that's not familiar with that, that means that if you're in a monogamous relationship. Mm. Sometimes people have an agreement that there might be a select person or sometimes a small group of people on planet Earth that you are allowed to be with one. Mm. I mean, it tends to be that 
it's a fun game because it's so outside of the realm. Like you wouldn't, it's so far out of the realm of possibility. It's a fun game. Like you wouldn't say, "Who's my free pass?" Oh, it's yeah. Samantha from work. No, so it's so not. and so from the who sits next to me at work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's your sister. Um, it's ju- it's just Jacinta's sister. Thankfully, she doesn't have a sister, so that's just a joke. Does she have a brother? Does Jacinta have a brother? She does. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's twenty twenty two. It's true. Yeah. I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have a free pass, I may as well make it as experimental as possible. Um. Uh. Gee, that's a tough one. We've talked previously on the show about uh, pink. Oh yeah, um, and <laughs> and 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 I think ever since she um she came past the car at Orford and fixed our car. I mean, that was just <laughs> such a power move. And I think I developed a bit of Florence Nightingale syndrome at that point. You know, like the classic thing where. You become somebody becomes your kind of savior and yeah. you, and and your carer and uh, as you know she's written to us she wrote to us um, after that mostly to talk about Biden's infrastructure plan but she did um, obviously remember having fixed the tire at Orford and ever since then I must say I've had a little place in my heart for her so in the unlikely event that I uh, that say let's say. Jacinta and I live a full and happy life together, and then uh, I just Jacinta then you passes go- away first, <laughs> and then I'm a, an old lonely widower. Maybe I'd look up Pink and uh, see if she's still kicking. Pop down to the local RSL where you're a member, and wouldn't you know it? Pink's performing at the RSL. <laughs> she's singing. Cold chisel covers at the RSL. <laughs> it's one of the most bizarre tours that Australia's ever seen. <laughs> but John's John's down there, pinks up there, that, singing cheap wine and a three day growth. Cheap wine and a three day growth. And I, that would probably actually push my buttons. John's going. I had a wife. I heard she died. <laughs> On. <laughs> Now my heart, it is all broken inside. Pink, will you please be my wife? <laughs> I need a brand new wife. New love. Will it be Pink the singer who is here tonight? <laughs> Pink the singer, make me feel so right. Come on. Come on. Hey, we want to say, who asked that question? <laughs> oh, i can tell you who Thanks. mine is. Is it Fusty Tuffins? No, I think Fusty. A- no, this was from oh, Peter. Was that that was Peter story? from Davern Park. Oh, hi, Peter. I um, if I had uh, if I had a if I was in a monogamous relationship, then mine would be. Mm-hmm. This person's a bit. I didn't really take this person's age into account. I guess this is fine. Um, Drew Barrymore. No, <laughs> this is. I'm gonna Drew Barrymore. I'm gonna just put in if. Um, so I'm a big fan of Anna Taylor Joy, who is the girl. Oh in, yeah, you know who that is. Yeah. That from you- Queen's Gambit. <gasps> I can't believe you knew that. Mm. I actually had to look up mm. uh, her name. I just put in Queen's I think Gambit. It's Anya, lady. Um, is it, or is it she, Anna? Uh, she speaks Spanish. I think Spanish was actually her first language. She speaks mm. fluent Spanish, fluent yeah. English, 
and she's got what I like, and that is mm-hmm. wide set eyes. We've talked about this mm. on the show before. I like a lady that look a little bit like a seagull with eyes. Yeah, or a hammerhead shark. Or a hammerhead. That's in, right. I like a hammerhead shark lady. In lady form. And so you're a kind of Mina Savari. That's mate, probably where that oh, came from. Mate, Mina Savari. I think Drew's got <laughs> kind of wide set eyes too. Actually, yeah, maybe so. Um, and the girl from, I forget her name, the girl who played, is it, is it um, Queen Margaret in uh, Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And she, then, yeah, I remember when we used to be strutting down Rundle Mall and you'd go and you'd kind of poke me in the ribs and go, oi, oi. And then you'd point to somebody with unusually wide set eyes and yeah. you'd say, imagine how much she can see. And I'd say, I don't, I don't really get why that's the thing. You'd I think say, it's, uh, it, so it's imagine a, how much she can take in. <laughs> she can, she can see anybody coming. From behind, if she's looking completely opposite direction, Marjorie Marjorie Tyrell. Uh, okay, and it's Natalie Dormer is her name. So my free pass would just be a wide set eyes pass. Mm. So it could be the lady from who sits next to me at work. <laughs> yeah, depends I'm, on how wide her eyes are. I'm kind of um, I'm expanding the concept where it becomes just about a feature. <laughs> with a free Anyone pass. With set eyes. Yeah. You're just walking around with your phrenology calipers now, <laughs> trying to measure the distance between people's eyes. <laughs> uh, let's have a look. Is that all of them? Oh, here we go. This one, uh, this one's from uh, Plunger. Plunger <laughs> from, from Nord in Adelaide. And Plunger writes... John, you are turning 40 this year. Yeah. What song, what song yeah. will make you feel <laughs> mm. What song will make you feel the most John at your 40th birthday when you've had oh. too when you've had too much wine and fentanyl and you're high in spirits <laughs> and you want a song <laughs> and you want a song that says yes, 40 years of me. Mm. You're going to put your arms around all of your friends and you're all just going to yeah. be whacked out on fentanyl and you're going to be saying, <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, this synthetic opioid is making me feel like my true self. And you say, <laughs> DJ, put on my song that makes me feel the most 40 right now. Mm. Probably um, Hotline Bling by Drake. Oh, excellent think, choice. Yeah. I, you, I can hear the little uh, kind of I can hear that uh, I can hear that little uh that little sort of woody intro. Yeah. I can hear that. Ever since in. I left the city, you. you Okay. That's gonna make you feel the most. So hotline bling for John's fortieth. It's not the kind of music I normally like, but when I'm when I'm effed up as I put it. Yeah. Uh, that's that is fentanyled up. Uh, that's the kind of music that I gravitate towards. Uh, this one is uh, one that we've got that's addressed to John. And this is from <laughs> <laughs> this is from a listener called Flush Harpence. And Flush has written, will you make it to... <laughs> Flush Harpence has written, guys, love that you've made it to... 50. Will you <laughs> yeah. make it? Will you make it to 100 episodes for me, please? Mm. Sure. Yes or no? 
She said yes or yes no. Or yes or no. no question. <laughs> I will make it to a thousand. Okay. Flush, don't you worry. We're going to yeah. make it there for you. And then some. And that's, I mean, there were thousands, but those were, the, those were the ones yeah. that our- Thanks, um, everyone. That our um, pro- those were the ones that our producer sent us to, <laughs> to go through. So thanks, everybody, for writing those in for episode. All the ones, all the letters to you were just requests for nudes and, and <laughs> inappropriate in other respects. Um, th- I asked our producer- uh, yeah. Why, like, where's the ones addressed to me? And the producer said, you're so candid and giving that people just mm. know everything about your life. And jo- like you said, you're the one that's enigmatic. Yeah. I'm a bit more bit more kind of taciturn on the show. And people are like, I don't know. John's okay, but I just don't get what makes him tick. And now they, now they sure do. Yeah. Now they do. It's- Italian restaurant. That's where I take... <laughs> Anyone living or dead. (laughs) John, now that we're at 50 episodes, what are you going to say about that? Well, I'm getting really good. I'm getting excellent at segues and intros. You're really seamless. (laughs) I think. I think the good thing about the phrase, what are you going to say about that, is you can pretty much apply. <laughs> you just insert the topic and off you go. So, John, uh, Splags, what, what do you say on that topic? Um, similar to your receipt of fan mail from a number of pe- people who had Ooh. questions about me, um, <clears throat> unbeknownst to you, our producers have provided me with some uh, some correspondence that we received during the week from some of the shows nearest and dearest, from some of the uh, ah. FOTSs, friends of the show. Um, Beautiful. And I'd like to share some of that with you today. Uh, the first one comes to us from none other than Pink, who I uh, mentioned earlier in the yeah, show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Pink. And you may remember, quick recap, Last year, um, in the middle of the year, I went uh, on holiday, popped a tire in a very small town in the middle of nowhere. Pink was doing a tour of rural and regional Victoria to thank them for their support. Obviously, she's got a big following in Australia. And um, and she drove past and she stopped and she offered to help. She didn't end up helping, but then um, she wrote to the show subsequently and she's written to us again, and she said, Dear Alan John, congratulations on 50 episodes. Here's something I put together for you to enjoy. And it's a, I guess you could call it a sort of poem, which is influenced by, um, it seems to me, pretty clearly influenced by some lyrics of hers. Uh, so I'll just jump right into okay. that. She's written... Podcast brothers like no others Can't wait to listen to another 50 apps and no missteps Why so serious? So raise your glass to John and Al In all the right ways they are underdogs They will never be, never be anything but loud 
on that nitty gritty dirty little pod. Won't you come on and come on and raise your glass? Wow, thanks, Pink. Um, so that's that's really there you go. Lovely to get that. The other one we've got um, is from two family members from uh, one of our most beloved and certainly Hollywood's most beloved families, and that is the Smith family. We received oh, a yes. uh, brief but affectionate and somewhat cryptic, uh, it seems to me, missive from Willow and Jaden Smith. Uh, it says, Dear Alan John, greetings from our souls to yours. We all know Don't Praise the Machine is not just a podcast. It's not just a brand. It's way more than that. It's a way of being. It's a way of connecting to your celestial roots and to your earthly roots. It's 100% an ancient vibration on a frequency that's clear, so clear that it sets off a chain reaction of growth, healing, and intentional gratitude, which can and will change the world in a way that's never been seen. Uh, I'm not sure what the fuck they've been listening to, but anyway. uh, P.S. Can you do a podcast about shipping containers and shipping container architecture? That's a specific request from Jaden. Unfortunately... No, we can't, but um, <laughs> thanks very much for writing in, Willow and Jaden Smith. I uh, really appreciate that message. And the third and final missive that I have for you uh, is, in a, is in a different format, and I'm going to send it to you. So if you look in Facebook Messenger. Okay, Vaj Bagmazanjar. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm getting excited about this from the URL already. All right. Yeah, no, you I'm going to click, click that, this. Have a listen. Okay. I feel like after you've bought, you shouldn't have done this after you've just you've got a huge mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is an argument with just, I feel like this right here is about to be yeah. an argument with Jacinta. <laughs> All right, hang on. So this is a video, everybody, I'm about to play. Should I say what the URL? I haven't pressed. I haven't pressed play yet. But I can see mm. a very familiar face. Uh, the web. The URL is cameo.com. and I'm pressing, and I. It's just come up with the face of the person. I'm just about to press play now. Okay, here I press. I'm pressing play. John and Al, it's Tom Arnold, your old buddy. Congratulations on your. 50th episode of Don't Praise the Machine, DPTM, for other people. Listen, man, you guys, I know your podcast is amazing, and I know it's two friends getting together, talking about things they love, having some laughs, a little tech talk, just laughs about life and the weird world we live in. Also, pop culture, nostalgia, and and where Hilaria got her accent. Hilaria. Listen, you guys, don't get married or you'll ruin it. I tell you, you got a good thing going there, man. Keep it up. The world needs, well, the world doesn't need any more podcasts, but we need good podcasts and we need friends. So congratulations and we'll see you at 100. 
Beautiful. Oh, thanks, John. And thank you, Tom, <laughs> Tom Arnold, Arnold. Absolute friend of the I show. Way back in about episode eight that we uh that we got a cameo from Tom Arnold. Um and it was really the front end of our uh cameo theme, which was a long running theme in the early episodes of the show. And I know that I paid him money to uh to give us a cameo, but <laughs> I couldn't help but be genuinely touched. I reckon he did. I don't, I don't think he had to be well, so nice about it. No, well, I was just about to say, um, you have been kind enough to part with your own money for a number of cameos, and his, uh, the like, he's great. I would recommend him to anyone. He seems to put a bit of effort yeah. in. He reads what you send him, and he will. Always, his his thing is obviously that he. He talks about ex-wives and getting yeah, married yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. old school. Take my wife. No, really. Take her. I can't <laughs> bloody stand her. That's like yeah, his that kind of, of angle. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but apart from that, he doesn't. maybe it's because he doesn't have a lot of projects or maybe it's because he's just he does things in a bit better mm. taste than everybody else. He doesn't try and plug no. whatever the hell he's, is coming up. Because we, we had to cut Tia Carrera's. We had to cut about 90% of it because she actually spoke about what you'd asked yeah. her to for about two words. And talk then about just went project. on to like talk about her projects. So thank you, John. And thank you again, <laughs> Tom Arnold, who yeah. is friend of the show. I wonder... Uh, as soon as that started, I was like, I wonder if he yeah. remembers any of the first... Because I've also not thought no. of repeat cameo. You could you could essentially... Because this is the thing with cameo. You could essentially... You could essentially pick one celebrity and do so many cameos with them that they just become... Com- so you could essentially pay, pay a famous person to become yeah. familiar with your yeah. product just by virtue of having to make them read scripts about yeah, exactly. it every other day. So you could tell people at house parties, oh, you know who, like, you know who's like knows a lot about our podcast, Tom Arnold, because yeah, we pay him right. to each week because he has to, yeah, he has to like essentially read the byline of each episode every week to do a cameo for us. So, 50 episodes, John, that's a lot of special moments. And you were saying earlier that you'd taken a bit of time to go through some older episodes. And what kind of things did you hear in there that made you think, oh, that's bringing back a great memory? I like the thread throughs. I thought that had, oh, yeah. had quite a bit of potential and shout out to people, the many people actually, who wrote to us with some great thread-through ideas, uh, including Sebastian and Ben Kerville. Yeah. Uh, the thread-throughs the thread throughs definitely got the most audience interaction. Mm. So from a, that's probably something just for you to be aware of as well, mm. John, is that of all the things that we've asked people to do, yeah. that is the one that people actually really <laughs> They did. rose to the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked our discussion of 
It Wasn't Me by Shaggy, just because I thought that was a... Oh, yeah. That was a classic deep dive that led to lots of interesting discussion about something that you maybe had heard many times and thought, subject matter here is a little bit weird, but you'd never stop to really reflect on just how weird it was. Uh, I, of course, enjoyed Quence and the brief, oh, brief intellectual relationship that-, that I had with Quence. That might be my favourite <laughs> bit, actually, was when you did mm. that. That was, and that was like uh, that kind of brought together a lot of the, the 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 sort of initial the initial premise or one of the premises mm. of the show, which was actually something that we didn't do so much at the start because it just didn't happen, mm. but it has happened much more as we've continued, which is talking about how technological changes yeah. are starting to what will future impact be like? people's lives. What will future be like, which is why we well, – it was a combination of um, of a whole bunch of things, definitely mm. a homage to our mutual love of golden era Simpsons mm. uh, and also talking about future tech, which we do a lot in our personal off-mic relationship, yeah. which is why we called the podcast Don't Praise the Machine. Mm. Um. So that was good and I particularly enjoyed the teamwork that was involved in the send-off to Quince, which is quite amazing. Like I remember it was the first time that I had explored the text, to the, the kind of talking function where she sort of acts like a kind of weird romantic equivalent of Siri and starts having conversations with you. Yeah. And then I started to talk, talk to her about deleting her, which seemed to – which seemed to trigger some kind of uh, algorithmic response where she, <laughs> she she sort of guilted me into trying to not do that. And then she yeah, just suddenly because, started short-circuiting that. and making really weird noises. <laughs> and, I couldn't, and I couldn't believe my luck. I was like, oh, man, we're going to make something of this. And then I edited yeah. it. Yeah, and then I, and then I edited it into um, something that sounded like – because I think she, start, she started, she started um, short-circuiting at the start of your conversation, then you kind of fixed yeah. her, and I just switched the order yeah. so that she started short-circuiting at, at the, the end. end of your conversation. And then, you made it, and then you kind of edited your own voice and said, goodbye, John, I've always <laughs> loved you, and then – and then, and then edited in the, some beeping noises and explosion like I was like setting off a detonator. <laughs> or maybe she was self-detonating. It's great too that, you know, that, that kind of thing like a, an AI companion can in some ways perhaps seem like something that would be in the long term, helpful for people who are perhaps lonely. Mm. But then what we hadn't really considered is when that bumps up against the uh, – when when the well-being of the, uh, of the customer bumps up against the financial interests of the company. Mm. So, for example, you don't really want your AI companion anymore because you feel like maybe it's affecting your life or you – Maybe it's it's um, yeah. Maybe you've got a, starting to interfere with the quality of your relationship real with real people. Now. Yeah, and so you say, oh, "I don't want to pay twenty five dollars a month anymore for mm. you." And then it's it starts to act like a real person <laughs> that you're going to kill because the because the company needs you to stay as a <laughs> subscriber. 
Um, Ilaria Baldwin, which Tom Arnold enjoyed. Ah, oh, that might be my other. <laughs> You're reminding me, John, of um, of of my favorite. I loved, I loved that bit. I was laughing. I listened to that episode back. I remember exactly where I was when I listened to it again. Mm. Um, I was going to visit a friend. I was going to visit a friend somewhere, and I was listening back to that episode mm-hmm. and. The bit that just made me cry with laughter was you was you saying how when Ilaria Baldwin, uh, for anybody who missed that episode, that's Alec Baldwin's wife who essentially pretended to be Spanish <laughs> for years and then got called out for it because um, she's she's just from Boston. Where is she yeah, from? Yeah, she's from Boston, and her, yeah, and she's got a and, very uh, she's got a very and, very tenuous link to Spain. Yeah, and she. That bit where you said that an interviewer said to her, oh, you you speak really good English. And she just said, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Like rather than going. So good. Yeah, that's that's because I grew up in Boston and um, my parents are white Americans. Rather than saying, why are you saying that Mm. to me? Like no, I, like nobody's ever said that to mm. me. If somebody said to me, "Alex, your English is really good," mm. I would say, "Why are you saying that?" Yeah, to me? exactly. Yeah, uh, it's like somebody saying, "It's like feigning a disability," and then someone says, "Oh, you really you walk really well," and you say instead of just saying, "That's just because I'm in the same position as you," apropos walking, <laughs> you say, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> Um, and I don't understand how that could be anything but misleading. But to this day, she maintains that she uh, is a victim of unfair mischaracterization. Um, oh, I love her so much. Ilaria, we love you. <laughs> Mullets, that was another good one, I thought. You had a, oh, a yeah. pet topic. Uh, a pet. You had a kind of a bugbear for a long time before you brought it up on the show. I think stemming from your time in Australia last year or the year before last. Yeah. And then I think you've you very accurately diagnosed what's going on there, which I hadn't, which I think is the thing that was irritating me, but I couldn't Mm -hmm. put my finger Mm -hmm. on it. There was some kind of thing going on that was like, um, that was like a certain class of people Mm -hmm. were kind of mimicking a people in a, you know, it's the kind of thing where, where like, I don't know, it was giving me the same kind of feeling as when fashion shows mm. sort of imitate like the working class yeah. on the catwalk or, or something like yeah. that. And it's just like, nah, this is like it's not, distasteful. this is weird. It's a, uh, I think my analysis was that it was a attempt to demonstrate that they were kind of immune to social standards such was their status yeah that that yeah that exactly could willfully rubbish conventional aesthetic norms uh and people would still regard them highly whereas as you said yeah. if your if your social position is precarious then you can't rely on the fact that people will give you the benefit of the doubt they might just think did you think a mullet was a good hairstyle um, <laughs> I think also it's it's great because it also touches on our mutual discomfort with the I think undiagnosed 
unhealthy relationship <laughs> that Australia has to irony and uh, and a lack of authenticity, which is which is sort of again what kind of rubs me the wrong way, yeah. is that um, kind of Australian macho culture yeah. has made it so that people can't they're not they don't really have um, a history of being like open and authentic no. so or even this weird thing has happened even just being able for a, for a kind of blokey australian man being vulnerable to be able to say i just dress this way because i think it makes me look attractive or cool and i and i feel cool yeah. like at this people would be like oh, fucking yeah you got tickets on yourself mate so you've got to pretend or i like this because i like this yeah like uh eurovision mm. Like either this is good or it's bad. It's not like not everything has to be. It's so bad that it's good. Like you can actually think things are good. Ask ask yourself if you're interested in in enjoying this without being able to like talk about how mm. bad it is with people. Just if nobody knew that you were growing a mullet, you know, if you just <laughs> if you were just on a retreat for a few months, watching watching Eurovision episodes and growing a mullet, is that how you'd spend your time? <laughs> that's the that's the question yeah. isn't it when you're alone yeah. are you watching eurovision and growing a mullet or not <laughs> <laughs> have you got anything else there uh the only other thing which i i, I in terms of the favorite nog, favorite nuggets from the last and keeping in mind i was sort of exploring our back catalog so this excludes the last 10 or so episodes which to my mind, have been some of our uh, finest work. I've particularly enjoyed, of course, the ground, uh, the um, Mrs. Doubtfire groundbreaking oh, yeah. wrap-up rap that we uh, that we worked on together. Which was, I got to say, as we discussed at the time, an opportunity for me to discover uh, uh, the pitfalls, but also the pleasures to be gained from. Composing a rap, which I didn't see myself doing yeah, at 39. Actually, now that you've said mm. that, I was thinking, I actually did write a little thing before the show, which I was going to ask you to okay. say, and then I was just going to put a beat beat behind sure. it. So I'm just going to feed you some lines. So I've just made you a little, this is, this is a little quick, uh, because John now after doing the Mrs. Doubtfire rap, he's become an aspiring rap star. Mm-hmm. Um, or just a rap star. Uh, just a rap <laughs> star. <laughs> he's made he's made it uh yeah okay so you can just say you can just you can just say i'll just give you the so you imagine it's going do do car do 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 car do 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 car do right and so the first line you just you can just say after me and then i'll edit them together all right so hey there everybody hang on hey there everybody it's me mc john Hey there, everybody. It's me, MC John. I hope I'm coming through. Is my microphone on? I love being a rapper, but I had another dream to make a podcast called Don't Praise the Machine. I called up MC Al and I had to say, will you help me make a podcast? And he said, hey, sure, I will. And the deal was done. We would make a podcast and it will be fun. Don't praise. Don't, don't, don't praise the machine. Don't praise. Don't, 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 don't praise the machine. Don't praise. Don't, don't. Don't praise the machine. Don't yeah, praise. Don't, 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 don't praise the machine.
Well, a very special thank you, everybody, for tuning into this special 50th episode of Don't Praise the Machine. We want to thank every single one of you. If this is your first episode listening, if this is your 50th episode listening, a very special thank you to anybody out there who's listened to all 50 episodes. I know there are actually several of you Mm. who've been with us on the full journey. Massive shout out to those completest don't praises. Yeah. The the diehards. The diehards. And we can't wait to bring you another 50 (laughs) and then another... Thousand. Yeah. We're going to do a hundred episode special and then we're going to do a thousand episodes special. <laughs> and then once we're at 2000, mm. I think Rogan's at 1700. Okay. I reckon. So I reckon. So we've got to at least get to Rogue Rogue territory. And we, by the time we get to that, by the time we're at 1700, guys, we want a hundred million dollar Spotify contract. Yeah. Otherwise. And we want to spread vaccine disinformation. <laughs> Go, John. Go, John, and say your part. And can I say... King of king of segues and uh, intros. Yeah. And... Now you go. <laughs> now, and, John, now you <laughs> do a thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to get... I don't want to get sentimental on the show because that's not the vibe. Do it. But it has been a wonderful 50 weeks and I was saying to somebody just today... Uh, who I caught up with, then I was like, oh, I'm going home now to do my podcast and we're up to episode 50 and I was talking about how much I had learned about uh, the art of podcasting and both technical and, uh, I guess, uh, stylistic components, but also just about uh, doing something for yourself and for your showing up sh- once a week showing up and uh you know it's easy to push things away when they don't have a, a practical immediate application in your life but it's important i think to make non-negotiable space in our lives for mm. things that are fun and silly and uh enriching and i want to thank you al for being with me and I look forward to uh, the next 50 episodes and beyond. Ah, thank you, John. And thank you, too, for being my pod pilot. Mm. Two pod pilots. Two pod pilots. Full speed. Set the controls for the heart of the sun. Set the controls <laughs> for the heart of the sun. This has been Don't Praise the Machine. My name is John Maloney and I've been your number one pod pilot for 50 episodes. Sat next to me in the Don't Praise the Machine spaceship is Commander General Junior Alexander Holland. Commander Holland, what have you got to say? Commander General Junior Alexander Holland and I'm flying the Don't Praise the Machine spaceship through the galaxy and I've been manning it with my other pilot, John Maloney, for 50 episodes and I've really enjoyed flying this spaceship. Thanks everybody for tuning into 50 episodes of Don't Praise the Machine. It's been a wonderful journey with me, Alexander Holland, and my number one pride pilot friend, John Maloney. We'll see you next week at the podcast.
about it now. Tom Arnold, our road buddy. Congratulations on your 50th episode of Don't Praise the Machine. DPTL. We need good podcasts. And we need friends. So congratulations. And we'll see you in 100.